there's a lot to unpack in this gospel. I, I heard a priest, Filipino priest, say one time, you see, Jesus was really Filipino. And he said, why? Because Jesus ate fish for breakfast. That's why he's Filipino. I guess because Filipinos eat fish for breakfast. So a little humor to start out with. This is a great passage in the gospel. It's toward the end of the gospel of John. And it's as if John wants to redeem Peter. Why does he want to do that? Think that you have to think that during the passion, that it was Peter and John who followed Jesus. And John went all the way to the cross, but Peter did not make it there. And so John, in writing his gospel, wanted to redeem Peter, wanted to show the early Christians not just the weakness of Peter, but also the strength of Peter. Peter as the first pope. So if, if you relate, say, Passion Sunday and Good Friday to now Easter, you can see the mercy of Jesus. This is where you can really see the mercy of Jesus. So what happens? So let me take you back to the Last Supper. The Last Supper of Jesus, he offers his body, his blood. Oh, that, that's when he also consecrates the apostles as priests. He talks about his betrayal and there. And in the midst of the conversation, Peter, who's bold, Peter says, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go, even to the point of death. And this is when Jesus was talking about his betrayal, that someone was going to betray. And so Peter wanted to say, not only am I not going to betray you, I'm going to follow you all the way to death. That's the boldness of Peter. And sometimes we're bold in the Christian life. Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. You ever say that to God? You ever say kind of stupid things in your early conversion? And then as you get later, you say, well, I don't think I want to say that. You know, because a lot of times when we're early in our conversion, we're like, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Just ask me. I'll do anything for you. And we have that zeal for God. We want to give ourselves to him because of what he has given to us. And so then Jesus at the Last Supper turns to Peter and he says to Peter, Peter, you will deny me three times. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter is probably distressed, like, who, me? I will deny you three times. But then Jesus says, but afterwards you must strengthen your brothers. I will, I will strengthen you again. And so as Peter and John then are following Jesus in his passion when he's arrested. They're there. And then somehow they must have gotten separated. And Peter is there by a charcoal fire warming himself. And then there's three 
I guess they're maids or, you know, people that have seen Peter. And they said, we've seen you with Jesus. And Peter, because he sees what's happening to Jesus, that he's arrested. Peter's afraid. His human nature gets in the way. He says, no, 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 I, I do not know the man. And then, you know, Peter goes maybe to another place. He's warming himself by a charcoal fire. He said, we've seen you with Jesus. No, no, I do not know the man. Then a third time, we've seen you with Jesus. And this time, no, and Peter even curses. I'm not going to say what curse word he used because I don't know. It's been edited in the Gospels. But he was a fisherman, so, you know, have some mercy on him. He had some bad language. And he denies any curses. No, I do not know Jesus. And it's at that moment that the cock crowed. And when the cock crowed and Peter heard the cock crowing, then he saw Jesus. And Jesus looked at him, not with justice, but with mercy. And when Peter saw Jesus, he wept. Because he, he, he knew, oh boy, I failed. And they said that during the Passion, they said that Peter wept the entire time. And that he had permanent circles under his eyes from weeping. Because he was repentant. Peter was a good man. He wasn't a bad man. He was a good man. He wept because he had, he had failed in his mission. But we can learn from Peter repentance when we have failed. We have said, Lord, I will follow you. The next moment, we're falling. And we can also be repentant. Peter has a repentant heart. And that was during the Passion that we read about that on both Passion Sunday and Good Friday. Now we come to the third Sunday of Easter in the Gospels. And it's different. Now it's the redemption of Peter. So what happens? That they're out there fishing. They catch a large number of fish. And Jesus is by the seashore. And it's the same thing. As Peter was warming himself by a charcoal fire in the Passion, what are they doing? Remember, Peter jumped in the water. He's all soaking wet. And what does he do? He warms himself by the charcoal fire again. But this time, Jesus is risen from the dead. And Peter is warming himself by the charcoal fire. And they're eating fish. They're eating tilapia. If you like tilapia, that's what they say, you know, the fish is. They're eating bread. They're having a great time. And I always, always love this word of Jesus. Come have breakfast. Isn't that better than come and fast? That's what you hear during Lent. Come and fast. Now Easter, it's come and eat. Have breakfast. And so they eat. And they have their fill. And Peter is, you know, getting warm by the fire. And then Jesus restores Peter. So for the three questions that the maids asked him, 
do you know Jesus? Now, Jesus is going to say, not do you know me, but do you love me? He's going to give Peter a second chance. Isn't that great? Jesus, God is always a God of second chances. I always tell people this. If you blow an opportunity in your life, don't worry. God will put you in the same exact place and give you a second chance. And you know what? If you blow that second chance, guess what? God will give you a third chance. And if you blow that one, God will give you a fourth chance. You might say, well, how many chances is God going to give me? Until you get it right. Until you get it right. He'll keep putting you back in the same place until you get it right, until you learn. That's the way we learn. So Jesus asked him the three questions. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Notice he does not call him Peter. He does not call him Peter. He does not call him the rock. He refers to him by his Jewish name, Simon, son of John. Do you love me? Now, it's very interesting here. You don't get this in the English. You do not get this in the English, the, the nuance of it. You get it in the Greek, though. So there's three words for love in Greek. Eros is the first one. Second is philia. Third is agape. There's actually seven words, but I won't go into the seven words. I'll just go into the three words. So eros is a love that's a sensual love with the senses, with the body. Philia is kind of a, a, a friendship love, a friendship or brotherly love, something that's, that's closer, that, that's like a bond of family, a bond of friendship. Agape love, which is the highest love, means an unconditional love, meaning I love you no matter what. Even if you fail me, I will still love you. You know, even if you are imperfect, I will still love you. That's agape love. It's unconditional. There's no condition with agape love. Agape love is the highest kind of love that you could have for another person. And so when Jesus says to Simon Peter, the first question, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Jesus uses the word agape, or that's how John puts it in the gospel, is agape, the Greek. So he's really saying, Simon, son of John, do you love me unconditionally more than these? That at the Last Supper, you said you would love me unconditionally, that you would follow me all the way to death. Do you love me unconditionally? Now, Peter's a little bit smarter, <laughs> Because Peter realized, oh, you know, I, I said I would follow the Lord, and I failed. I denied him. So Peter goes lower, and Peter answers him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. You know what word for love is in the Greek in the Bible that Peter uses? Not agape. He uses philia. So it's kind of when Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you love me unconditionally? And Peter answers, yes, Lord, you know that I love you like a friend, but not unconditionally, because I already realized my human weakness. So I'm not going to say I love you unconditionally. I love you as a friend. That's as far as my love can go. 
And yet that's good enough for Jesus. And he says, feed my lambs. And then when Jesus asked Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He used the word agape again. Simon, son of John, do you love me unconditionally? And then Peter answers, yes, Lord, you know that I love you like a friend, philia. He does not answer agape. He answers like a friend, philia. But yet that's still good enough for Jesus. Peter is still humble. He's saying, I'm not ready to love you unconditionally, agape love. Because I realize now I'm weak. I realize that I can only love you with filial love like a friend. Still, it's good enough for Jesus. He says, tend my sheep. Now, on the third question, when Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And the, and the Greek, Jesus does not use the word agape. He uses the word philia the third time. He says, Simon, son of John, do you love me like a friend, like a brother, like a companion, like a disciple? And then Peter's distressed because Jesus has asked him a third time, do you love me? And Peter says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Peter answers, you know that I love you, philia, like a friend. Still not agape. So Peter three times answers with philia. Lord, I can only love you like a friend, like a brother. I'm not ready at this time in my life to love you with agape love, to love you unconditionally, to give my life for you, like I said at the Last Supper, to give my life, to, to go all the way, follow you to the cross, and give my life for you unto death. He's honest this time. He's truthful. See what a great man Peter is? See his development? And yet he's the first pope. Think of that. God chooses weak men to be our leaders, to be our popes, to be our bishops, to be our priests. He picks the weak ones and lets them fail in order that they may realize their failure so that they can tend the sheep who are also struggling. That's why I never judge a priest. Always pray for them. And then the amazing thing that Jesus says to him, that Jesus gives the double amen. Whenever he gives the double amen, that means so be it, it's going to happen. And he says, amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. And then John said, he said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, follow me. The amazing thing is that even though Jesus accepts Peter's word that I'm only going to love you like a friend. Jesus said, but Peter, because you have answered this way with humility, you will love me with agape love unconditionally because you will follow me one day when you are older, not now, 
But when you're older, you will follow me to the cross. You will go to your own cross. You will be crucified in Rome. And you will give your life for me. And you will love me and love the church unconditionally. Isn't that great? So Jesus restores Peter and even tells him, because he answered with humility, you will love me with agape love. You will love me to the cross. You will give your life for me. That is why Jesus is a God of mercy. That is why no matter what in life, no matter how much we fall like Peter, or sometimes, you know, I, you know, sometimes you say something and you say, boy, I wish I could put a sock in my mouth for what I just said. It's kind of like a Peter syndrome. You speak and oops, you have to go to confession. But never doubt the grace of God. Never doubt what God can do in your life. You see yourself now, but God sees what you can be in the future. Maybe you see someone who's straying now, your children or your grandchildren or a family member. They're away from God, but you don't see them in the future. Maybe they'll give their life for Jesus. You don't see what your prayers and sacrifices can do for that person. That's why Jesus always sees what we can be not what we are. God always looks at the good and the potential that is within each and every one of us. And that potential was in Peter, our first Pope. Never judge one another. Always have compassion like Jesus. Always have mercy. Always give each other a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, there's no limit to God's mercy. And it's through God's mercy, that's the way that we can become the people that God wants us to be, the saints that God wants us to be, or the martyrs that God wants us to be for the love of Jesus Christ. Keep praying. Keep asking Christ to put that agape love inside your heart for God, for the church, for others, even for our enemies, so that one day we can glorify God by our life and even to the giving up of our lives for the glory and salvation of God and Jesus Christ. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. 
simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.